but going alone was not possible. A confidence is needed in travel, at least as much as in tragedy. Without an accommodating Acastus, who to share your impressions with? How to take decisions by using the council's fire to light a single peace pipe? Who to pass bad moods onto? I had assiduously followed the course of comparative friendship of the learned A. Carr. I knew what can be made of a friend by handling him adroitly, so I needed to seek out my better half, having decided to submit him to every whim of the other half. I knew the best boy in the world, gentle, witty, slightly nonchalant, a little slow, with legs too short to be a great walker, highly artistic, likely therefore while travelling to see those charming things that do not exist. He's free, I said to myself, he'll be willing to follow, and that's the term, as I'm sure he'll always walk behind me. Let's give it a try. The deed was executed one fine day. He needed no second asking to agree to the expedition. His name was Aristide H., a talented musician who dreamed of seeing Elsinore on the pretext of writing a score for Hamlet. Scandinavia, he exclaimed, visits the country of Odin, of Thor and of Freyr, the three gods of Valhalla, known as the Sublime, the Equally Sublime and the Third. Adore Freya, the goddess of love, Agir, the god of the ocean, Kar, the god of winds, Loki, the god of fire, Tyr, the god of war, and Bragi, the god of eloquence, and the wolf, Furis, chained up until the last days of the world, sacrificed to the three fates, Erd the past, Varandi the present, and Sihult the third, get inspiration from the songs of the ancient Edda and the colour of Scandinavian cosmogony, sit at the hearth of that age-old family, snare the snow and his three daughters, fawn or frozen snow, Driva, melted snow, and Miol, white snow. My friend, how can I hesitate for a single moment? Such unexpected erudition scared me. It is difficult to imagine the lengths a musician can go to when giving birth to a score. It should even be noted that the composer's historical knowledge far exceeds the librettist's. I began to regret inviting him. A travelling companion who was more enthusiastic than me hardly suited my purpose. Hearing him, you might think he was in the lead, and I was following him. Finally, I gave in, for friends, in this nineteenth century, are few and far between. I interrupted Aristide's flood of erudition before it drowned us, and the deal was done. When do we leave? he asked. July. It's May, so we've got time to get ready. It's agreed, then. Agreed. Fine, added my musician. I'm going to read everything about the countries of Scandinavia. It was getting frightening, but a bright idea struck me as I was taking leave of the eager composer. some travelling, I thought, is decidedly fine and dandy, but at moments of crisis you need a majority. Three good companions are better able to cope. These unknown lands may contain hidden dangers, and there's safety in numbers. 
The devil of a musician's bound to take me to mythological spots I couldn't give a fig about. He's a Breton, in other words, a mule, who'll only go where he wants to. Three's best. This figure's been considered special since time immemorial. The Pythagoreans and Platonists included it among the perfect numbers. The Greeks had three great gods, the three graces, the three fates, the three furies, triple Hecate, the Indians, Trimorti, the Romans, the three Horatii. Christians have the Trinity, father, mother and child form a triangular family. There are three kings in the sky, three priests at high mass, three kingdoms in nature, three judges at the high court, three kingdoms in the Scandinavian states, and three grunts in Britain to pass liberal motions.